Hello listeners this is Aditya Shri Mankar welcome to a new episode of Investing Fundas Investing Fundas curates investment ideas economic data and business news from India and abroad and presents the best bits to you in just a few minutes This podcast is for information purpose only and is not intended to be investment advice In today's episode I'll be featuring the following topics. Number 1, Taylor Swift, the astute businesswoman. Number 2, Investing Guidelines by Monish Pabrai. Number 3, The Agony of a Value Investor. And number 4, My Startup Idea of the Week. If a popular artist sells out their show, they have likely made a big mistake. Although so sold out concerts sound good and are often used to assess the success of an event they are mostly signs that prices were set just too low the winner is not the artist or the fans but scalpers and the ticket resale companies like StubHub very few people know this like Taylor Swift does in her 2015 tour she sold out nearly all her shows many of them soon after tickets were released and yet many of those tickets ended up being resold on websites like stubhub and seatgeek so for example a scalper might buy a ticket for $100 on her website and then resell it for $300 on stubhub the $200 profit that he makes as well as the fees netted by third party websites should have been money actually in her pocket a financial times analysis found that she lost out on $150 million in revenue So what she did for her 2018 tour is she worked with a sales company a ticket sales company called Ticketmaster. They created a verified fan a fan platform which uses online data to make sure that the people buying the tickets are actual fans. So the tickets not sold through verified fan had hiked up prices. For example, this these non-verified uh, tickets were sold at more than 700 or uh, $700 a ticket. which normally would be sold for $100. She Taylor Swift made an additional 1.4 million dollars per show in her 2018 tour as a result of these changes. And overall she made an extra 50 million dollars. Ticketmaster says that 30% of the tickets for uh, the 2015 tour went on to the resale market compared to 5% of the tickets for this year's. The law of supply and demand is tough to defeat and Taylor Swift isn't fighting against it anymore and is much better for it. World renowned value investor and author Monish Pabrai attributes his investing insights to a keen sense of cloning Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. and gives us a couple of investing guidelines that investors for investors dabbling in equity he says number 1 focus on buying an existing and well understood business with an ultra slow rate of change buy painfully simple businesses and industries with an ultra slow rate of change with a simple thesis for you will likely earn a decent profit and are unlikely to lose much money as buffett said Look for mundane products that everyone needs. 
following this requirement alone eliminates 99% of invest possible investment alternatives number 2 he says is get acquainted with low risk and high uncertainty investing people are under the misconception that entrepreneurs take risks and get rewarded for it in reality they do everything everything they can to minimize risk they are not interested in taking risk and go after free lunches they focus on low risk bets which have high return possibilities not high risk high return but low risk and low return he cites the example of bill gates in this context the capital he put in was meager it was high uncertainty but not high risk gates was comfortable with the uncertainty but did not take much risk number 3 the very best time to buy a business is when its near term future prospects are murky and the business is hated and unloved so you follow a contrarian approach in such circumstances the odds are high that an investor can pick up assets at steep discounts to their underlying value an article in one of the recent uh, editions of the economist talks about the agony of the value investor one of the worst things about a losing streak is you can never tell when it will end investors in so called value stocks know this feeling the stocks which are distinguished by a low price relative to the book value have fared ba- badly in the past decade a longer run of history as well as intuition suggests that buying shares that are cheap relative to their intrinsic worth should eventually pay off but it can be a long long wait before that happens a bad run also breeds doubt perhaps the growing importance to the economy of intangible assets like brands and ideas makes book value an unreliable signifier similar arguments were made during late 1990s dot com boom only for value approach to be vindicated the truth is that value is a contrarian strategy that means it fares badly much of the time suffering and doubt other other price value investors must pay still the recent losing streak is testing the value faith perhaps the strategy has stopped working because it is so well known or perhaps the flaws lie with book value under accounting rules factories or office buildings count as capital assets on the books because they yield benefits over a long horizon but spending on r&d and advertising is treated as an expense like wages or electricity even though the firm's know-how and brands are assets as well that means a lot of real but intangible value is missed by price to book ratios yet serious value funds will rely on a broader set of metrics than just book and still they suffer value investors hope to be rewarded for being so out of step with everyone else for so much of the time but select few can endure and even enjoy it and now time for my startup idea of the week this week startup is snackable 
Snackable is a Mumbai-based FMCG brand that tries to solve the problem of the snack crunch. You know that hour between lunch and dinner where you get the hunger pangs? And yet, more often than not, the most conveniently available snacks that we reach out for are usually the unhealthiest. And the healthiest snacks are rather too expensive and not most easily accessible. Snackable sells 25 to 30 varieties of health snacks under categories like sweet, savory, low calories, high fiber, high protein, etc. etc. Its snacks include cream and onion whole wheat thins, flavored makanas, which are like roasted fox nuts, dark chocolate ragi cookies, ready to eat, ready to eat whole wheat waffles, and baked bhakar wadis. They are launched in May 2015 and initially started as a subscription-based model but quickly realized that most customers enjoyed that freedom of choice where they could decide on the kind of snacks they want and pick up as much as they wanted at that time. So they quickly moved to a multi-sales channel model doing several product iterations. They have raised $175,000 since their inception. Snackable's biggest challenge when it initially forayed into the retail segment was to set up a robust distribution and logistics network all over the country. And having sold products through predominantly online channels, the dive into retail required a deep understanding of the existing market. But now their products are being sold off the shelves at some of the most prominent supermarket chains like Nature's Basket, Food Hall, Hypercity in all the major metros. And now, time for my mutual fund tip of the week. A liquid fund invests in treasury bills, money market instruments, commercial paper and certificate of deposits for up to 91 days. These holdings are high quality papers with the shortest maturity period and hence the least risky fund. Warren Buffett's quote of the week. He says, the stock market is a device for transferring money from the impatient to the patient. Thank you all for listening in. Invest wise, invest safe, invest profitably. Visit equisearch.in for more podcasts and blogs.